Hey, what's up? It's Mike. And David. The hosts of the Humble Threads podcast. Thank you for checking out our show. Our earlier episodes have great content, but the audio recordings were not the best. However, we have a large catalog of episodes and invite you to skip around and check them out in any order you like. We upload bi-weekly and are available on all podcast platforms. Stay up to date with us on Instagram at humblethreads.network. And as always, stay humble. And I'm Michael Hart. Guys, what's going on? We have a good episode for you. Um, weather's getting warm out here. Lots been, lots been going on. I know I say that every week, but you know it's it's every two weeks that we don't get to talk to you guys. So stuff happens, Mike. You know, what's dude, absolutely, on? absolutely, man. I mean, hey, episode eight. Super excited to be here. Um, you know, just shout out to everyone listening to the show first and foremost. I mean, we say this again every single week, but we've been seeing the numbers go up. Uh, consistently so we are uh, um, obviously reaching some new ears so welcome 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 to the humble threads podcast yes man it is being it is getting beautiful outside um it you know just last night uh me and the wife went out to uh grab some dinner and we we had the windows down we had the sunroof open Mm -hmm. and just you know we are finally getting a glimpse of what the nicer weather is going to bring us Uh, there are still some, you know, in, in the parking lots, there are still some large, uh, dirty snow piles hanging around, holding on to that winter. But I I do believe we are finally heading into some nicer weather, which is absolutely awesome. Um, but with nicer weather, you know, you know, we things start to happen. You know, we people start um, either going outside more, maybe they're going for hikes, taking their dogs for longer walks. Maybe they're spring cleaning the house, taking care of some things. And uh, for me, you know, spring kind of started off with a bang in this household for sure. We uh, uh, So we've been having a slight problem with our kitchen sink. Okay. And uh, so like we've been having this issue where there we must have put something down it, right? We must have poured something down there we probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a disposal, but I, but I still think we might have dripped something down there. Maybe maybe some fat, maybe some bacon fat. Who knows what it was? But we were having this issue for a while where the every time we would run the sink or run the disposal, we have a, a kind of like an overflow or or just like a spare sink that's in our garage of our house, and uh, we were finding that. Anytime we were using the main kitchen sink, it would just back up back into the garage sink. So, like, thankfully, it wasn't like flooding the floors. There wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like your problem where like the ceiling was dripping because the upstairs was kind of a mess. Um, and so, I, you know, I didn't know what to do. We, we were like, all right, let's just go get some Drano. Let's just pour it down there and see if it can clear it up. You know, just try to be, do the lazy man's plumber job. Um, and, uh, but that, that didn't work. And, I, you know, we, I left it for like a day and then we came back, we found out that the tub in like the sink in our garage was completely overflowing and just slowly dripping like food debris and just really gross smelling water just because it wasn't sewage. It was just, uh, it was just leftover stuff that would have gone down the sink and through the disposal. So it was just kind of like rotting food, I guess, which was not a great smell. And so I'm just out there like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God. Like, so, 
it's we had a small garage, so I, I went and grabbed like a pitcher of water, and I started like bailing it out. I went to I just got my largest like like a uh, boiling pan pot from the from like the stove and started like using that to dish it out and throw it out into like the yard um, because there was so much of this. And I just reached the point where I was like, this is out of my hands. Like, you know, I, I need to pull in the big guns. Like where's my super Mario? Like where's, where's the Mario brothers when you need them to yeah. do some plumbing for you. Um, but for me, that's, that's honestly like um, I had to reach out to the one and only uh, my dad. Um, my dad has, is, is super handy. Um, he's, he's just the kind of guy that, you know, you, you say you need something fixed, you say you need something done and he's, uh, he's there in a minute, but the only catch is he doesn't do it necessarily for you. He, he kind of makes you do it. He wants you to learn. He wants you to build those skills. And, and that's something I've always admired about him and his kind of tactic. When I was younger, it was always kind of like, oh, man, can't you just do it for me, Dad? Yeah. And it's like now that I'm older, I'm a homeowner, like there are things that like you need to start to learn how to do yourself. Yep. And plumbing is is one of them that just, you know, you just got to – it's helpful to have some level of understanding on how to do some plumbing. Um, you know, thankfully with his help, he did come on over. Uh, we were able to kind of like, uh, force flush the sink, um, by, by kind of creating like a back, uh, draft on it by, we basically put a, a plug in the sink in the, in the garage and we held that, that plug in. Meanwhile, I was running the tap in the kitchen and forcing like a suction with the, uh, disposal. And somehow we must have cleared it, and the, and all of a sudden it just fell down and, and cleared the clog, and that was all good. And you know, crisis averted. We, we mopped up the garage, and everything was okay there. But then my so my dad's the kind of guy he's like he can never get enough. Um, and he's like in his older he's 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 an older gentleman, so like he you know he's retired. He's just always trying to stay busy, stay active. I mean, he just got back from a skiing trip, but he you know this um you know this he's in his late seventies or you know if not early eighties at this point. Like he. Uh, he's, he's a, he's a man, a jack of all trades, um, for sure. But he, before, before he leaves for the day, he was like, so now we fix that, you know, is there anything else? And I just happened to mention that, you know, we have this, we have a toilet and, and the toilet's fine. It works great, you know, whatever, but it does like kind of like run a lot throughout the day. Like you hear it, like suddenly start needing to fill up again. And so we must've had a leak in the tank or something. Mm -hmm. Um, he takes a quick look at the toilet, realizes it's a really old toilet. It's probably been in the house for like maybe 10 years. It's, it needs to be replaced. Mm -hmm. He looks at the plumbing. He's not excited about it. We try to turn off the water to the tank and then the, the, the water tap then explodes and water um, spraying all out of the tap. And my dad just looks at me, he goes, run to the basement and turn this water off now before we flood the entire house. And then, so we do that. Um, and he just looks at me and he goes, Mike, you just need a new toilet. We need to completely replumb this whole thing. And I was like, dad, I just got my stimulus. I'm not trying to like, you know, just suddenly go drop money on a brand new toilet. Is there anything we can do to fix this? And he goes, absolutely not. We need to, we need just, we, we're going to buy it. We're going to get you a new toilet. We're going to redo all of, all of the plumbing and you're going to do, you're going to do nearly all of it. So let's just do it. And I was like, oh man, dad, this is my Friday. This is my day off. Like this is just the day I wanted to kind of relax and maybe... Mm -hmm you know, get some things done around the house. And he goes, You're, you are getting things done around the house. And I was like, yes, but this is kind of like a whole nother level of things I wasn't prepared for. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, we ended up at Home Depot. Um, we, we, we got this really nice toilet. It's, it's like, it, they call it a one piece toilet. Uh, it, it's so fancy. It's got two flushers. It's got like a light flush and a heavy flush. Oh, those, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. But 
So we, we it was quite a debacle just getting the toilet in because the actual plumbing, the water that comes up into the fills the tank, that pipe was completely fitted incorrectly whenever they did it originally. So we had to completely hacksaw it off, cut through the copper piping, and actually re-solder weld on new copper piping to get the whole thing. It was a bit of a mess. Nearly caught the house on fire with a blowtorch. But it works great. Love it. Um, you know, <laughs> a wife is happy. You know, brand new toilet in the master bath. Um, but you know, so like I said, man, bring comes, comes around, you know, once a year and it tends to bring surprises with it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, outside of those two things, you know, things are kind of mellowed out, you know, things are okay. No more clogs, no more leaky, anything's, everything's good. Mm -hmm. Um, but we are now, uh, aggressively reconsidering, uh, how we want to landscape the backyard. And that's a whole nother, whole nother, you know, ball of worms, can, can of worms, uh, you know, is the better way to say it. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that maybe next time on the podcast. Man. We'll see that a couple more times out there, but dude, whew, man, I, I don't know how Mario and, and Luigi do this, man, but plumbing my gig. Yeah. Um, but, but dude, like what is going on in the world of graves? Just you talking about that is just giving me flashbacks <laughs> of me talking to Ashley about our house. Because as everyone knows, we still have numerous of things to do. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've talked to you guys since since we got, I don't, I don't know if I talked to you since I got the rejection letter for our basement. For our no. Contract. No? Okay. See, now we got some stuff to talk about. I forgot. So that, that puts me back a couple of weeks that I got to talk to you guys about. That was probably two weeks ago, but. As well as Mike, you know, with spring, there's stuff that needs to be done. Wintertime, I kind of let it rock. Our contractor really wasn't coming out as much because of snow and everything. But we are coming up on a year of this man promising that our basement would be done. And or full house. Uh, so, uh, he's been getting rejected left and right. I don't know if it's by the township. Yeah, it was by the township. So, we look at the letter. If any of you guys are contractors out there, you'll probably understand this. This man put nothing on the blueprint. So they gave us the paper and it was like, you're, this is why your, um, whatever it's called, your permit's being rejected because you didn't put where the doors are in the basement leading to outside. You didn't put where the windows are in the basement leading to outside. You didn't put the electrical panel that's down outside or that's inside. You didn't put where the, um, like it's some type of plumbing pipe we have that's cut open in the wall. So we see that you didn't put that on the permit. Um, there was like a, you wanted to use this insulation, but you should be using the insulation that we've told you that's recommended for this house. So no. And I was like, Ash, how many times has this got, you know, like rejected? She was like four times. I was like, so you mean to tell me this dude has been putting the same crap on this blueprint and it just keeps getting rejected. And she was like, uh, I guess. So I was like, okay. So I was like, I, I don't Jeez. know. If I, like, and I'm more, once I start getting uh, like upset, I let things go. I, I give people lead way. I don't, I'm not trying to get, you know, on someone's case if it gets rejected. I'm just like, eh, you know, it's on them. But I was like, you know what? Next time I see this man, we're going to have to have a man-to-man -man conversation. I'm like, listen, we're in this house. I understand it's a foreclosure house. You got your money. You got half your money up front. You're probably dragging your feet. You want to do it this way. Do what they want. We are coming up on a year of us not yeah. having this stuff done. I've lived in this house. I've been patient. We've been patient with you. Just do it. You know, and hopefully he respects me as a man saying, you know what? He is a man in, in the house with his wife or his uh, girlfriend. You know, I'm going to have to respect yeah. him and everything else like that. Or we're going to have to have some words. I don't know. But I'm getting tired of that, man. That's That's been an ongoing battle. I want to be able to, you know, be in the basement, be upstairs and all this other stuff. Have company over. You know, COVID's not going away anytime soon. And I want people to be separated and you know, not all up in each other's right. face. So, you know, yeah. we also have a 72-inch TV in the basement that's been sitting there since Black Friday. 
Um, wow. Ashley's great idea was like, let's get the TV. And I was like, why? And she was like, well, now's the best time because, you know, whenever the basement's done, I was like, all right, whatever. At least you got it, right? <laughs> it's just, hopefully it still works. Like, it's been sitting down yeah. there, so we'll, we'll yeah. see. I got to have a conversation with him. But, yeah, so we're, we're doing some home improvement stuff also. Like, uh, you know, I just painted our bathroom upstairs. She's been talking about she wanted to do it. I just said, you know, it may be nice. I'll do that. Um, I've been yeah. cleaning with the nice weather comes Coda wanting to be outside, which is amazing. So she just runs outside, does whatever she wants to do. She comes inside. She's pooped. I'm happy because I can go do what the hell I want to do. And she can go sit down and, you know, just leave me alone. And that's what we were doing today. We were outside playing with our neighbors um, and she came inside. She fell asleep on the couch. I fell asleep. I was like, cool. Get a little nap in and then we're hopping in the pod. But yeah, man, well, mostly I'm upset about the contractor. OK, that's mostly me. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel you on that toilet situation. We just, just like we said last time, that thing, because we got ours replaced and it hasn't been filling the bowl. So I'm saying, oh, there, okay. like, okay, so you got to like unscrew this thing in the, um, in the top yep. tank. Yep. Yep. It fills. And then it just constantly kept running. So I had to put it back to where it was. So there's barely any water in the toilet. I was like, whatever. At least it's working. Nothing's leaking. I don't care. Well, we'll tell you what, man. If I ever end up, you know, we end up, end up hanging out, and I'm and you're like, yo, Mike, go look at this toilet. I, I just plumbed in a whole toilet, man. Like I, I like I know everything. Just I feel like I'm a torch. We'll, yeah. I feel like I could be my own contractor or something like that. Like I don't know. Like we, we, we got like I, I, I didn't. I like I end up having to, having to use a hacksaw, like a like a like a hacksaw to cut. Uh, the, these uh, copper piping, like you know, manually and then blowtorch it. Oh man! Yeah, um, but like, it's, uh, no, it's a mess. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, being a homeowner is yeah. a, is it, there are so many things that like my my wife reminds me of this all the time. When when something goes wrong or something's not working, she goes, "The joys of being a homeowner." And it's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, like this is this is our it, at least for the foreseeable future, and, and you know, maybe we, one day we might uh you know go somewhere else move somewhere uh you know do whatever but for now this is this is our castle right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we we are doing things to try to they call it sweat equity you know putting some money back into the house you purchased to mm -hmm. to not only just kind of like modernize it bring it up to date mm -hmm. but fix the things that you know would need to be fixed if you ever were to sell it right so like yeah. um overall i think we're looking at like replacing our windows at some point mm -hmm. um doing like a sliding glass door um, doing, doing, just doing basic stuff and then, and then painting, repainting most of the rooms, you know, yeah. maybe doing, maybe doing some of the trim. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just what it is, man. Like it's, if it's not one thing, it's another. And, and as soon as, as soon as you've patched all the holes somewhere else, uh, another one pops open. Um, it's kind of like trying to sail and, um, uh, see a thieves. Like you're trying to like Dude. patch up all the holes in the bottom of the ship. And all of a sudden one, another one pops up and you got the buckets of water going and all of a sudden you're sinking and there's a shark and you're like, Oh man. At oh least, man. <laughs> at least your wife though, you know, goes to you and says, all right, Mike, Mike can do this. Ashley's favorite thing is, oh, let's call my dad. I'm like, why? She's like, oh, I don't know. He know, and you know, no offense, well, Bob, if you're listening, I listen, I love Bob, but <laughs> this, here's a story I will tell you guys about being a man and just, dealing with a woman and she has all women in her life so sisters and niece and whatever so they put in the ceiling fan downstairs it's not turning <laughs> and they turn on the light switch me being who i am i was like yo like i guys i've worked two summers as a handyman at a retirement home we've did we took out a whole toilet put in a toilet we've hung pictures we've done windows root like we've done it all i've done it all everybody so i usually know what i'm doing 
And I said, yo, you got these plastic things in the rotor, so they're not spinning. Everyone ignores me. I said, okay. Bob goes, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you might have to take the, the whole thing back. We're going to have to unscrew it and take it back to Home Depot. And I was like, no. And Ashley's like, well, if my dad can't do it, you can't do it. And I said, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I took it off. I unscrewed the plastic thing, screwed it into the ceiling, tight everything. It's, it's moving. Ashley comes in. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, you feel that? She was like, what? I was like, wait, wait, just, just put your hands out. Do you feel that? She was like, the air that's coming. I said, the fan is moving. You didn't want to listen to me and you belittled me and said, if my dad can't do it, you can't do it. Girl, you're messing with the wrong <laughs> one. And she was like, I don't know. Well, I apologize. But I was like, whatever. But, you know, being a handyman in a retirement home, I've, I've, I've learned a lot, but just like you brought no doubt. up, one good thing that's happened to me and Mike and probably everybody else in the U.S., Uncle Joe came through with the stimulus, so <laughs> we got a couple, yeah, this- a couple extra dollars. Um, I decided to use mine to treat Ashley to buying groceries nice. and everything since she's nice. been carrying the load because of my work debacle, but, you know. Yeah. Hey, you know, just got to keep, keep looking, man. You'll find the right thing. And who knows? I mean... Like may, may, maybe you know maybe maybe something's gonna happen, right? Maybe this there's there's plenty of year left, right? We're not even at the six six month mark. Oh, yeah, no. uh, we've I feel like some crazy stuff's already happened this year, and and I think that the the rest of the year for for us for in, individually for mm-hmm. just for things going on, I got you know I, I I'm I'm willing to 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 put it out there that I've I've got some good good feelings, uh, for things for things uh, coming in for us. I mean. Uh, Look at your YouTube shorts and look at my YouTube shorts. That's yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, you know, never would have believed that a video that I posted ca- kind of haphazardly onto, uh, onto YouTube that was originally a TikTok, mm-hmm. um, and all of a sudden, you know, to some degree, hit hitting like nineteen thousand views or something recently. Yeah. Um, and that that's that's huge. I mean, for some people, like that's that's chump change. Oh, that's but I mean, huge. for but for someone who's never kind of hit that level of viewership, I mean that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited for the kind of yeah. kind of like the future I, of I, that. Yeah, I know we took a break from streaming and everything, but I still feel like we're hitting all cylinders with, with stuff. I still can't believe I have like 1.9k on that one YouTube short and 34 subscribers. I was like, yo, to you guys out there, thank you. Yo, keep going. Yeah, I mean, I it, stuff out. you get you. I mean, I think I think uh, a good a good place to leave that is that. You gotta be willing mm-hmm. to try something different. You gotta be willing to just can like to get to dust yourself off and get back up again and, and continue to try, mm-hmm. because specifically in this world of virality in terms of content with like TikTok, Instagram Shorts, in, or no Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, or even uh, the new story things, the Shorts that uh, Snapchat is, um, came out with recently as well. Mm-hmm. You know, in in this kind of environment this ecosystem of content literally anything can go viral mm-hmm. it, like there there are there have been significantly wildly talented people get go viral but there's been also just been like your uncle joe down the street getting going viral for the way he mows his lawn or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, there's there really is no rhyme or reason to any of it and i think it's just you know if that's something that uh, you know anyone out there wants just keep going like yeah. If it feels, eventually. if it feels good to create it, continue to create. Yeah. Don't let the thing you love become a job. Don't let it become something you dislike. Don't let it become a chore. Mm-hmm. Continue to chase the things that make you feel good. And uh, I think uh, with that, 
we are going to take a quick break here, everybody, and just get a word from our sponsor in, and then we'll be right back with the meat of the episode. We're, we're talking about Pokemon and WandaVision, so stick with us, gang. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You heard Mike say it. We're diving into WandaVision. You're going to get uh, probably, probably two, two good perspectives on a show. You know, I am a very big comic book person, Mike. Not too big of a comic book person himself, but he does enjoy, you know, the comic book genre. I dabble. Yeah, I dabble. He enjoys that medium. Um, I've watched all of WandaVision. I've watched it twice. I watched it weekly, and then I, we watched it all together as once, um, me and my girlfriend did. <sighs> I don't want this to come off sounding like it's a bad show. A lot of people worked hard on the show. I never want to rag on someone for doing that. Marvel's a great, did a great job. I was a little underwhelmed with the ending. I think... Hold on. Spoilies. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers if you haven't... If you, ha- if you haven't, yeah. If you haven't found, uh, listened to one of us, that we, we will be talking a little bit of spoilers. Just wanted to put the disclaimer in now before anyone got too invested. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we will kind of give you a, a point to jump back in here, uh, maybe in the after edit or something when we... Can we move on to the next topic, but just wanted to throw it in there just ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll hear us when you hear no spoilers. Fast forward to that spot, and that's where we'll be at. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I think we're in a culture where we tend to theorize too much, and that's why Game of Thrones got royal uh, ruined. Um, I don't know the Sopranos. I have no idea. Whatever, whatever show that leaves you guessing with mysteries and everything else like that. Power. Who knows. Um, there's a lot of theorizing, and as being a comic book person, you expect them to do something that was from the comics, and they didn't do it. I gave WandaVision like an 8 out of 10. Amazing show. Who would have thought you would watch a superhero sitcom show? It's crazy. Um, there's a lot of deep cuts in there. Her kids coming in. Um, they brought in the other Pietro from the X-Men universe. They brought in the White Vision, which is from the comics, which is still crazy. They brought in Agnes, which, which was kind of wild. She taught her a little bit. Um, but you know, just, just certain things where I was like, ah, it, 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 when it ended, it was like, Oh, it ended. Like that was kind of how I felt with, with a lot of it, you know, um, white vision disappeared and went off and I was like, where the hell is he going? Like once, what, if you knew who you were, wouldn't you stay there? But at the same time, I guess he's leaving to go process his stuff. Um, there was no Cthone. There was no, uh, whatever else the other, demons names are in the marvel universe it was kind of just agnes this whole time so it was kind of like she was the in the comics she's never an antagonist like she's kind of an antagonist she's not the big bad ever she's you know yeah a lackey to someone so i thought something deeper was going to come and lead into the multiverse of madness um but it it kind of just left me like i don't know like in this limbo where i was like i like we're not getting doctor strange in the multiverse of madness for another t- a year or two so that's when it picks back up. So it's like, okay, so we just, you literally just gave me something chopped it in half and said here, and there's nothing, you don't know what the end, end result is. Um, but it, it was good. It was good for what it was. It kept me going every week. Um, I will say Marvel does a hell of a job, hell of a job to keep you interested in, in storylines and everything else like that. I was on the edge of my seat every week. Like, yo, they're going to bring this in. They're going to bring that in. This is going to happen. Who knows? Um, I was really hyped to see that they did. Oh God, um, I forget what the the African American actor is. The, the woman, I forget her name. 
she you you guys might have seen her in the show um her comic book name is is escaping me uh, i want to say it's pulsar or something like that but i'm very wrong um she was amazing in the show especially seeing how her power set comes about and how she uses it um you know seeing she sees different spectrums of energy lights and everything else like that and puts her body into that so when she was getting shot at, she turned herself into light to slow the bullets down, which was cool. She saw the beads on the Pietro's neck, which was cool. And that's something I was a little upset about. They kind of just threw him in there like a fun, you know, little wink at us. Like, oh, he's in the X-Men universe, but he doesn't really mean anything in the Marvel universe. Which I was kind of like, that sucks. But it is what it is. Uh, Marvel did a great job. I know a lot of comic book people kind of feel the way I feel. And it kind of it kind of ruins some stuff for me sometimes. Um mm. Did you think, did you, did you Google her name really quick? Uh, yes. Uh, Tayana Paris. Tayana, she did an amazing job, um, especially with yes. her character and how that's going to lead into Nick Fury and the Secret Invasion show. But all in all, great show that did <laughs> Scarlet Witch and Vision, the actors, phenomenal to be able to go into those different decades and, and keep it fun and lighthearted still and still keep you engaged in the show. Um, it, it was it was a really fun take on um, the House of M and also Avengers Disassemble. Those two comic books, they literally grabbed both of them and smashed them together. And I don't think they could have did a better job. Um, but Mike, what is your feelings on the show? I know you were watching it from from the comic book sidelines, um, enjoying it as a as a you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so I like I I you know I'm very familiar with. Um, you know, the Avengers, you know, Endgame, all of that, you know, very, I've seen all of those. So, uh, whereas I, what, I'm not a huge, like, um, I guess source material fan. Like I, 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 you know, I wasn't, I didn't read a lot of the Avengers comic books going up for me, comic books. I, it was always about Spider-Man um, growing up and, but it was, it was like Spider-Man, like, pr- like before, you know, ever being involved with any, any of the Avengers or anything like that. So mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like for me, like that whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is kind of like its own thing because I don't have anything else to kind of like be like, oh, well, it's it should have been this way because in the comic books, you know, so I don't have that um, like pre, you know, judgment of what it should be. So I get to just experience it kind of as it is, which is kind of like kind of exciting. It, it also kind of makes me want to go back and maybe read some of the source material to see like how it differs or or maybe make my own decisions of which one is better. Um, but so coming at, coming at WandaVision from kind of just like an outsider's perspective of what's going on, um, you know, it took me a little, uh, it took me a minute. And when I first started watching it to, to remember like the tragedy of what really Wanda and Vision were, had gone through, through the whole, uh, Avenger saga, um, to remind myself like, okay, like maybe, uh, so, you know, this is maybe this is Wanda's, uh, mental break. And this is just her trying to, to justify, um, you know, doing what she did to, to create this life that she can't have. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, but what, what I found really exciting and compelling about the show, um, regardless of the canon that it might be spinning, twisting, recreating, you know, imp- improvising on, um, I really enjoyed just how the show was shot. Like, I, like, like you said, like it gave that classic sitcom feel, but we all knew kind of like it was consistently breaking that fourth wall. Um, kind of like being aware that it was a show within a show, like specifically when like the people, like um, the agents that were like at the camp outside of like the, what they call it, the octagon or something uh, or the hex or, or something. Yeah. The hex. And uh, so having them being able to tap in to watch the show as it's being 
like supposedly broadcasted. Um, I really liked that. And I really liked the like how every episode was a different era of sitcom. Mm-hmm. And like and how well just the overall writing of the show really captured like that vibe of each era. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, telling the story of Wanda and Vision. So yeah, I mean, like I'm right there with you. I think um, from kind of like more of an outside perspective on the comic book, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe, do I think this kind of has a place? Well, I mean, I have to say yes because in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's a multiverse. So like, there's so much that can happen. Like you let, even though it wasn't directly supposed to be linked when they brought in, um, I forget his name, but. Yes, Pietro from the uh, from the X Men's universe mm-hmm. to play the same character that he uh, that it was played by a different actor in the actual Avengers movie, and they just played it off like it was, he was supposed to be there, even though we then find out, you know, he was someone being controlled by um, uh, Agatha, mm-hmm. and um, but regardless, like just that like that level of like confidence. To like, as from a production side of things, to be like, yo, we're, we are going to mess with the viewer right now. Like, we are going to do, we're going to make a choice. Like, we could just bring the dead actor back. We could just bring the, or not, he's not dead, but like the, 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 uh, the person, the Pietro, like who, uh, who played um, Quicksilver in the Avengers movie, we could just bring that actor back to play his part. And we could probably still say that Agatha was controlling him anyway, yep. or whatever. Like, they could have done that, but they didn't. They brought in the other guy. And really played with with the audience, and I thought that was really kind of like ingenious, like mm-hmm. like confusing, sure. <laughs> um, and like you know, like you said, there are things that just don't make sense about how or why it's different from the original canon source material. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that's kind of like Marvel's scapegoat in the is the fact that in the multiverse, literally all possibilities are pretty much possible. So like they, it gives them a lot of. I guess, creative freedoms when they are recreating shows like this so that, you know, if they think that for just the sake of production, it would make more sense or more, it would be a more interesting story to kind of spin it one other direction. Mm -hmm. They almost can say, well, Hey, you know, it's a multiverse. Like that, like you can't tell me that, that just because the original source material that, that covered that one universe of the multiverse that where that happened, you can't say that this version couldn't have happened equally because um, just kind of like Doctor Strange says in Avengers, like when they're asking, like, you know, how many, uh, how many times did you did you see the outcomes where we won this thing? And he's like, I saw like fourteen million forty one or something um, uh, universes, and in only one of them, you, it you, it worked or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like he already just said that there's that many, mm-hmm. like that there are that many outcomes, that many universes, that many ulterior. Uh, opportunities for some crazy stuff to happen. So yeah, overall, uh, I'm right there with you. I definitely think eight out of ten uh, uh, feels right, uh, specifically for like that, like a kind of like a, a real first attempt from Marvel to to do like an episodic show that was high dollar. Because obviously, there's been like the Flash on the CW. There's been um, you know a couple of other sh- uh, shows that kind of come up out of nowhere. Um, but that, those are kind of more on those like lower budget scale, yeah. uh, maybe not, and kind of like almost completely void of the original source material in a way. Um, so it's really nice to see higher budget uh, content that is more or less utilizing the original source material. They, they said they spent as much on a movie as they did on the show. Um, I believe it. And also, I don't want you guys being like, what, eight out of ten? But like, let me let me break it down to you guys. 
The reason why I'm going to get it like an 8, 8.5 out of 10 is because it's like a sitcom show. Like any sitcom show I watch, I'm not going to be like, wow, this is the best shit sitcom show I've ever watched. Like some people might feel like that about The Office, but it is what it is. Um, especially for us only getting one season of this show, there's not going to be a second season because that's not going to fit into any type of the source material. They did a great job of addressing Wanda, uh, Wanda's like grief. She was bought into poverty. Her family died due to Tony Stark. She kind of messed with the Avengers. Pretty much started the whole reason on why they were breaking up, but then forgave him, went into it, and then blew up a building. Her brother dies in one of the movies. The Then they also do the Sokovia Accord. She gets to see the Avengers split up. That causes a whole different... So it's just a snowball effect of her going through her grief, and you know it just kept hitting her and hitting her and hitting her in every movie that she's never really had any um, reconciliation with a lot of the things that happened and the people she's lost. So they did a really great job of painting that picture of like, this is a woman going through her grief of missing her loved ones and not knowing where to go, which was cool. Um, and Marvel, Marvel did a great job of doing that. And I don't, who knows, man, maybe five years from now, something comes out and he is the Pietro from the X-Men. Like Marvel does a great job at making you, go back and rethink a lot of things. Like I went back and rethought age of Ultron, age of Ultron. A lot of people don't like, I personally really loved it. This makes you appreciate it a lot more seeing this, um, which, which Marvel just, I, I don't know how they do it. Kevin Feige. Like, I, I don't understand. Like that man just needs something. I give him all the money. I don't know, but he does a great job. But, um, guys, I really hope you appreciated WandaVision. Mike, do you have any last thoughts on, on the WandaVision show? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, well, first of all, here's your timestamp to join join back into oh, the yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, get sticking with that whole eight out of 10. Uh, if you haven't seen it, just go check it out. Like I, I, you know, maybe you've seen some of the, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, maybe you've seen all of them. Um, it's a really, you know, specifically right now, you know, when there's not much to do, go out and do yet uh, as the world continues to reopen, close down again, reopen, kind of figure out what's going on. Um, it's a great time. Like it's 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 a good uh, good time to just kind of relax. And even though, like you said, like it's not a full movie, although it could be, um, they spent enough spent the same kind of money on it. Um, it it really does work as an episodic because like there, you can watch a couple episodes and then kind of sit back and, and then take a day and then and then go back to it and finish a couple, watch a couple more episodes. It's very binge worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, uh, definitely would recommend. Um, you know, anyone check it out. Give it a watch, people. There's also end credit scene. I'm not going to talk about it, but it leads into Doctor Strange, and I think that's when we're going to get the multiverse, and it'll explain a lot of stuff. But Mike, yeah, you you upset me a month ago. Um, you you were in you were in Target early Saturday morning. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, uh, for you people, you, you, a lot of people are probably going to gasp in their car. Uh, please keep both hands on the wheel. Do not get shocked. Um, Mike walked in on a Pokemon restock. And by that, I mean people. The boxes are on the shelf. The the, the booster packs are on the sh- Like, everything's on the shelf. And Mike was like, yeah, I was just a Target. And everything was in there. I was like, Mike, what are you talking about? He said, yo, man. Like, they had everything stocked. Like, it was on there. And I said, you didn't grab anything? Mike was like, no. I was like, yo. No way. So we're, we're gonna, I mean, uh, we're going to dive into this Pokemon thing. Like, we'll if, right. Like if you haven't grabbed it already, we're, we are talking Pokemon um, cards specifically. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's not, it's no longer, you know, I want to be the very best, uh, you know, like no one ever was. It's not to catch them. Um, it's to unpack them. It's to unwrap them. It's to pull the card you want from the pack. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I, I was right there when, when, uh, when Pokemon first came out, when, when, you know, I was part of that generation that first had it on, you know, blue version, red version on the Game Boy. Um, and when the cards first dropped, you better believe me and my sister were always grabbing them. You know, the original OG booster packs that came with the, uh, like the holographic, uh, 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 yeah, the char, the char, well, it came with Charizard and it came with, um, a champ or yeah, it came with like a holographic Machamp in it sometimes. And, uh, I I even remember like, uh, going to, uh, or like having like going to a party where like they were giving out goodie bags and like the goodie bags are were gonna have like hol- holographic cards in them or something as if it was nothing right because back yeah. then it, like there really was no market when we were that age when they first dropped and they were j- it was just a thing like and the other the other weird thing about the cards in general is back especially back then uh, is that I don't know anyone back then that would actually play the card game mm-hmm. it was just about collecting them it was only about collecting them. And like you could play the card game if you wanted to, but no, like I, I personally didn't know anybody at the time that played it. Um, and honestly, like I don't even own any of my own cards anymore. They all either got sold or they got stolen or taken. I know my sister still has like a whole binder full, um, but I don't think there's anything like super valuable in there i don't think we ever had a, a charizard or anything like that i would have to look at your binder uh, to see I, I don't I, yeah i don't know I'll, i would have <clears throat> i would have to ask her to um to let me see them or, or or anything like that but so anyway so yeah kind of to pick up you know where where dave brought in the story so yeah i'm i we, me and my wife were just you know it's saturday morning it was like about 10 a.m in the morning we were just at like our local target to get some things like just just doing a normal household run to target and um you know i i'm like i you know i'm not currently um in like into or focusing on collecting pokemon cards so like it was it just kind of wasn't on my radar like honestly for me like i i have been into like magic the gathering cards and stuff like that but not for like collecting like literally just for deck building um and to be able to play the game because I, I get together with my buddy steve shout out steve trust and steel um and uh you know we we sometimes get together and play some magic um uh, magic rounds um and stuff like that and so that's cool for me but anyway so we were at, i was at target and yeah i saw uh it must have been a brand new restock kind of like what dave's saying they had all the boosters ready to go um they had all the all the stuff I, I and the only one that i know he was really mad about when i said it is you know they had these boxes and they were like black and they said shining fates on them and like and and like, i had no idea right i i wasn't in wasn't a part of this yeah. don't like so you, it's kind of like yell like you know spill um being mad about spilt milk you can't it's it's already spilled right you don't know and so like you know later that day uh, or or the day after we were we were recording a podcast and and I just happened to kind of mention at the end of the podcast after we were done talking of, about anything we we didn't even talk about um Pokemon on that podcast I forget which episode that was but anyway um I'm like yo by the way like um I know you're getting back into Pokemon cards uh, I saw them they had a bunch at a at the Target and and literally uh, Graves is just like what the, the wait like the what they, how many did they have was it just like a couple packs like one pack 
was it just like a box or and i was like no it was like a full shelf dude like it was like it was like i don't know like i just didn't think much of it it was just a full shelf of everything you needed and he goes and he was started telling me about how certain packs are getting you know discontinued and some of these cards are being pulled and they're worth you know hundreds of you know thousands of dollars and and i'm just like I'm, dude i'm sorry i didn't grab any like and i just didn't know and and like he hasn't let me live it down since because like you know like obviously people like because if you don't know if you if you have if you've been living under a rock like right now it's really big on TikTok it's big on Twitch it's big on YouTube um it's big just about anywhere you can find content if you're just if you just go search like Pokemon cards or Pokemon on any platform you're gonna find content creators doing pack openings where they you know where they legitimately get these packs they, sometimes they're they're buying them off of eBay. For like way too much money and then they're opening these like old school packs these original like first gen packs and they're they're trying to pull that charizard the the holographic charizard because it's worth uh, I, like several thousands tens of thousands of dollars at this point i think i don't know the exact number but um and yeah i mean it's a piece of car it's a piece of cardboard that's worth fifty thousand dollars which is wild but then again when you when you look at like the kind of empire that like gary v is created off of like sports cards because he, he's he's big into like finding old old school sports cards and reselling those, and it 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 makes sense that like the new generation that kind of grew up around this whole new card collecting, you know, you know this environment that you know for our generation it, it's not necessarily about collecting the best baseball players you know card anymore. It's about collecting Pokemon cards, I guess. And there's just some really valuable stuff out there. But yo, man, like I know you've actually been getting your hands dirty with it, like buying packs yourself off the internet, trying to pull some stuff. So let's talk about your experience. I'm sorry I dropped the ball and did not know to pull the trigger and buy a Shining Fates Pokemon box. Listen, but like, and again, I don't. Then I don't know. You know, I don't know. But I do. I know now. I know now. And now in the future, if I happen to come across something like that, I you know I could maybe pick it up and then be like, Yo, Dave, I got this box. You want it? Like or. I don't know. We'll, we'll we can we can work that out. But yes, Dave. It's let's like, hear let's hear from you. Um, how do I let's hear everything. How do I? It's kind of hard. How do I explain like what you stumbled upon? It's like, like, it's like a Destiny gun that's supposed to only drop like once, and you barely ever get the drop. That's what you stumbled on. Like that's what I mean. Like people on TikTok have been showing that like, yo, the restocks happen, guys. Just keep calm. No, they do not, guys. The minute they restock those things, like an hour after, these horrible, yo, sorry if you're a reseller. I hate you guys. Do not be a reseller. People buy these things and, like, sell, like, those, you probably saw the Hidden Fate Bates boxes because they're black. People are selling those right now for upwards of, like, 300 to 250 They sell That's for $50 insane. on wow. retail. So, yes, yeah, yeah. people are doing that because they know people want it and they just keep trying to uh, benefit off of that and profit off of it, which sucks because, you know... Someone who likes collecting it, you know, as an adult or whatever, that's cool because they like collecting it. But also the kids don't get a chance to get nothing. You know, like if I was in Target and I saw a Hidden Fate box, like a whole Pokemon restock, I might grab a box. I might grab a pack here and be like, I'm just going to leave. And that's it. These people literally stick their arm in the shelf and shove all that stuff in the cart. And it's kind of sad because I'm like, you know what? You guys really aren't thinking of others. But at the same time, if you think back to when we were kids and you're asking your mom, can I have this? Can I have that? And she's like, no, we don't have the money. No, we don't have the money. You became an adult and you want to buy it. So now these kids have that type of energy where it's, I can't, I couldn't get these cards when I was younger. Now I'm like 21 years old and I have the money. I have the job. I can get these cards now. So Pokemon will always have that snowball effect into, you know, everybody wanting it. So we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, oh, 
it's there's a lot to dive into, guys. I've literally I've, I've put in the hours. I've looked at some stuff. It's crazy. Uh, me personally, I've I've been dialing it back a little bit, only for a simple fact. Like I said, the resellers buy stuff, so you have to buy it over the internet. I'm not a person who likes to buy stuff over the internet. All like that. Some people can sell you fake cards. Some people can sell you resell resealed packs, which is crazy. Um, I'd rather just pick it up in the store. So if I'm out, I'll find it in the store and, and keep it moving. But, you know, if, if you guys ever liked Pokemon, now is the time to get back into it. The art is cool. The new cards are cool. Um, some of the new stuff is cool. I know I still play the game on my Switch, which I really enjoy. I haven't beaten it yet, which I need to. But, yeah, Mike Mike stumbled on some crazy stuff, guys. I'm just letting you know. And I know a lot of people out there are like, no way. He Yeah, yeah, guys, it was crazy. You know, a lot of the different cards are, are worth a good bit right now. There's two Charizards. There's a Char shiny Charizard VMAX, and there's a shiny Charizard V. And the VMAX is worth like 800, and the shiny Charizard V is worth like a couple thousand, maybe. That's crazy. But it all depends on. They're reprinting a lot because they're hearing that people are doing this, you know, reseller stuff. So they're trying to flood the market. So they put the prices down which is usually what a lot of people do when things happen um, like that. I know Kanye West did it with his shoes. Um, a lot of people do that. But yeah, they it's it's crazy because a lot of people, and I've been listening to a lot of you know podcasts on it and like YouTube videos on it, but these prices aren't supposed to be like this. They're not supposed to be like this for another five years. But they are like just inflating the market so much. Like it, you don't like anyone makes their own price pretty much. So if I put on a box that was worth 50 and I put it on there for like 500, everyone's going to go after that. So it's kind of like monkey see monkey do. So it just makes things worse also. But the craze is going. It's sad that the kids aren't being able to get some stuff. Some of the YouTube influencers are making it worse. Uh, unfortunately, I know a lot of them actually do care about Pokemon and watching it. And they're going to take means into selling their stuff to uh, like families. Like they say, send a picture of you and your family and, um, to, so we have document proof so we can send you these boxes and send you these things because we know people are going out there and buying them and being terrible human beings. So that's really cool. And I, I like to see how, you know, the world isn't such an evil place. You know, there's still <laughs> some good people out there who care about kids and want to get them the things they, they see because it's nothing like seeing a kid light up getting something they've wanted for a very long time. Um, I know I was like that with Transformers when I was a kid because, boy, them bad boys were it. Transformers. But, you know, it, whether it's Pokemon cards or baseball or whatever it is, I know we're in a pandemic, whatever makes you happy. I kind of find it fun going out there to find stuff. I know I'm getting into Dragon Ball Z cards. I really enjoy Dragon Ball Z, so I think I might collect that too. Just to dial back off the heat of Pokemon, because then whew, you might get in a fist fight, guys. I'm telling you right now, be careful. You might get in a fist fight if you show up at Saturday, like 10 a.m. like Mike. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what's crazy though, like just, just kind of bring it back to that moment, just kind of putting you in my shoes. When I was looking at these cards, there was no one else looking at them. Which, which target were you at? If you don't mind me asking. Was it Lionville? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no one else. Like, like I, <clears throat> like the vendor wasn't there. There was, there was, there wasn't like other traders or collectors near me looking at the cards. It was just me, the whole wall. And I was like, "Huh, look, they've got cards," <laughs> because I I had been told that they, you know, that that they're kind of hard to find in some places. So I was just like, "Oh, like, look, they have some here. Like, that's that's just you know neat, I guess." And, and and you know, I just you know, obviously, you know, I had no idea what I was looking at. 
Um, Guys, if we weren't but, recording a podcast, I might have got up and walked out the room right now. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, dude, I can't even explain it. Like, I don't know. I'm going to have to go there on yeah. Saturday morning and, and see what happens. Cause that, Maybe. That was Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was always a big fan of the video game uh, the uh, on the on the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, did, I, I'm still kind of reworking through uh, Let's Go Eevee on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, the new, the new, new Pokemon that's coming out soon. Uh, I guess they, they just teased, I think something for new Pokemon, um, looks incredible. Um, I'm sure at some point when that released, we'll probably do like a full review of it, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. We got to get our switch codes. I forget you have them. Don't you have them? Yeah. Yeah, We got to get the codes going so we can play some stuff. We'll we'll get it together. Um, but with that being said, you know, we are trying to catch it all out there. Um, but we are going to just, uh, jump over to a quick another ad break and we will be right back with you hey what's going on everybody it is david graves one of the co-hosts from the humble threads podcast what's going on humble family i wanted to take a second and reach out to you guys we would love to hear from you. So recently we have made a Twitter. It is Humble Threads Pod, and the at is Pod Humble. If you would like to come in, ask us any questions, we might be doing some polls. Who knows? We would love to hear any questions from yo-yoing to comic books to real life to fantasy. Who knows? Um, also, if you would like, we do have our Gmail still. We understand that not a lot of people want to email us, but we have that. It's in the description if you want to do that. But this right here is for you guys, the Twitter. So please come in, follow us on Twitter, ask us some questions, whatever it may be. We'd be happy to answer them on air. We'll catch you guys later. Stay humble. We'll see you soon. Welcome back, everybody. So we've been recently trying to get a hold of you, the listener. Uh, we've been sending out some calls to action on Instagram. We've been uh, we want we've been reaching reaching out to you on Twitter. Uh, we we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear some questions, some topics, uh, some things that you kind of want to pick our brains about and kind of throw some of our own flavor onto. Uh, so Grace put out a call uh, to get some uh, questions and topics, and we did get two for you again this week. Um, and the first one that we're going to try to try to convince you of um, was was a, a topic suggestion, which was why you should be interested in the 76ers right now. And and the 76ers being the Philadelphia basketball team, uh, the 76ers. So, uh, I'll, you know, Graves, uh, kick it off. Um, and, and uh, you know, I've got some cool things to talk about as well. Um, but would love to hear, you know, your uh, argument as to why you should be interested Man. in the 76ers right now. Guys, as sad as it is, um, we can't – well, we can, we're can. we back in the games now, but you, you weren't really allowed in the games due to COVID. But we have a stacked team. By a stack team, I mean we got Joel, Ben, we got Dwight Howard right now as the backup big man. We got Matisse. We got a lot of different people. You know, uh, Danny Green, the shooter. He's he's been out there like Spurs, Lakers. He's he's crazy. So um, we've got a lot of vets and we got a lot of rookies. So the mesh of that means that we're getting people who can coach um, the younger players, show the younger guys like, yo, this is what we need to do, especially when it comes to playoff season. Um, I didn't start going to Sixers game into Sixers games uh, until like two years ago, maybe a year ago, and just the emotion that you feel in the crowd, and especially when it comes to playoff time, um, the biggest thing that sucks is going to the bathroom while you're at a game. Because I remember they were shooting the lights out. Somebody made a three. I'm here in the crowd. I'm trying to get back, but 
Guys, now, right now, we have a serious <laughs> chance of winning a championship. Um, it sucks that not all of us can be there. Um, I'm definitely if we go to the playoffs, I'm going. I'm gonna figure it out. But um, the 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 teams as a whole in the NBA right now aren't really too threatening. Um, a lot of them are making trades in midseason, end of midseason. Um, with that, it means there's no team chemistry. You can't just bring somebody in and expect them to start winning games. Um, I know the Nets just got James Harden recently. I know they're kind of still figuring out they're losing. Um, the only person you always got to worry about is LeBron James because that man ain't going nowhere, and he's got. Um, Anthony Davis, which is also a crazy person, but we have a real shot. A lot of people say that every year, but I think we have a really shot, a really good shot this year. Um, Joel and Ben are also making a a effort to get to know each other, work better with each other, um, which is crazy to think about. If I was on the team, I'd want to get to know that person anyway. You're two superstars on the on a team that has all eyes on you. Um, it, especially, it hasn't been for a while where that hasn't happened. The only time that happened was when Allen Iverson was there, so. Um, I would say, listen, if you get a chance, watch a game. You'll get to see the passion. Once again, Philly sports is is it's a different feeling, whether it's the Flyers, the Eagles, the Phillies, um, the Sixers. It's you get a feeling of like it's just a lot of love in our city. It's a lot of like family and it's a lot of togetherness. And you get that when you're at the games. Everyone's happy. You get that from the players at the games. They feed off of that. You see it. Uh, I, I really can't explain that feeling without like you watching it or go if you and if you're a person who doesn't like watching games, I suggest you go to a game. Um, take your son, nephew, niece, whoever, whoever you girlfriend, brother. I guarantee you in the high playoff type type games, you will you will feel that and fall in love with a new sport. Um, I recently went to a Flyers game like last year. I don't like hockey. I not like I don't, but I don't watch it. And I'm kind of into hockey. It was fun being there. It's a different experience. But Mike, give right. me your experience with the Sixers, man. Why should I mean, you be hyped? I I mean, look, I they they are my they I would consider them my home team. Uh, if I had to pick a team, I would pick them. Um, I am I, I am kind of like again like kind of similar to to uh, you know how I spoke about comics and Wandavision. Um, I'm kind of like a fan from the sideline. Um, I've always enjoyed basketball. I've always enjoyed sports in general, but I've never been uh, like a hyper fan of anyone in particular. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the Sixers—they've always kind of had a uh, had like a special spot for me when it when it, if I you know when it does come to the sport of basketball. Mm-hmm. And funny story, actually. Uh, so it, when I grew where I grew up, uh, I grew up in the suburbs of the of the uh, Philadelphia area, and uh, we actually found out growing up in this house that we that we grew up in. That it was originally owned and or like built for um, an original 76er, I believe from like the 70s, late 70s. Um, he went by he he, he was uh, his court name, his court nickname was the Milkman, oh. app- alleged, allegedly. Um, I guess because he always delivered or something, right? Um, but like uh, I think his I think his like actual name was Daryl Imhoff, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, he might have been a center. I'm not sure. He was a really tall white dude, Probably. and um, but yeah. So I mean, like we we grew up in this house. That, I mean, the house wasn't big. Like it wasn't like a mansion by any means. It was just you know a, a standard house, um, but it was originally you know built for him. Um, and uh, I guess yeah, I think he only only lived there for like two years, maybe or something like that. Like I think he had a short contract or, or something. Um, but yeah, I mean that always kind of set like a, a, a weird precedent for me when it came to that team because I like I felt like I had some kind of connection, mm-hmm. even though it, like not really like never met the guy. I think I actually owned one of his um, sports cards, oh. um, which is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, my when my mom discovered that when she was looking through some of like the old records of the house, she like went onto eBay and like bought a card. Um, it wasn't worth much. Uh, I don't think the guy um, was too uh, notable, um, you know, in the grand scheme of history of the sport. But regardless, still pretty cool. And uh, you know, I'll tell you what. I've actually the only basketball games I've ever been to were either a 76ers game or a Villanova game, Villanova University okay. game. College basketball uh, gives you a little more energy in there too. Than yeah, for sure. I mean, right now it's March Madness. Uh, everyone out there like talking about their brackets. You know, I. I don't know enough to, to really to, to get to, to have any kind of skin in that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only the only time I've actually ever been to a 76ers game um, was when my dad used to work for this company that had uh, like box skybox seats. Okay. And I was probably like six. So like I was like I wasn't like old enough to really respect like or like what the privilege I, I was like dealing with or like the um, like how awesome to see the 76ers the skyboxes but like yeah i got a, i got an opportunity to do that and you're right like just the atmosphere there like it's been a long time since i've been back to see a physical game but i've watched plenty of them on the tv you know at the bar or just with my friend throughout college um Listen. and yeah like i've always got a, a very strong just a lot of passion i guess is, the, is a good way to put it so yeah, yeah it's it's blood sweat and tears in, in our city i feel like they're always <laughs> it, it, you know, play and I'll say this, guys. You don't have to. I don't watch every single basketball game. There's a lot of games, just like I don't watch every single football game. Um, they are my team. I support my team, but I would suggest watching it when playoff time comes. There's a whole different energy and there's a whole different sure. mentality. There's a lot of guys who show up. There's a lot of guys who don't show up. Like you could be killing it in the regular season. You could be trash during the uh, playoff time. But that time is when you see everyone's passion. Their blood, sweat, and tears are on the court. They're going for it. And and I would like to say our city always. Uh, pushes for it, especially since we always get beat by the Celtics. But um, last year, if you saw it, which still hurts me because the Raptors have it framed in their gift stores at their uh, stadium. <laughs> when it was us versus them, I think we were up like by two points. Kawhi Leonard gets the ball. It's the end of the game. So it's either, um, it's either he misses it or he makes it. This is it. So he dribbles up the court. He has... Embiid on him, and Embiid's in his face. The worst thing that you could do at this time is switch. So they switched defenders. So um, he went right. Embiid switched with Ben, and you can see Kawhi looking up at the basket. If you're a trained basketball person, you only need one look. You don't. You don't need like two looks, three looks. You only need one look. He took one look, ran to the edge, shot that ball, and it rolled around the rim. And the whole stadium was quiet. I'm watching it on my phone. Like, it goes in. Knocks us out of the playoffs. They move on. You see Ben's upset and Bede's crying. You you see the passion in these games and, you know, these super athletes. These guys are freak like they're they're huge. They're freaking huge. You know, they're 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 trained in their sport, whatever they have to do, but you just feel that, you know, everything, you know, is, is going forward. They're they're putting it all on the table. They don't care. They're trying to make it to that point, and we haven't won a championship at all. Maybe I want to say, and not not from the times I can remember. So, yeah, it's we're, been a minute. Yeah, so for teams, sure, it's just like the Eagles when they were pushing. It was it's a love story. They were just pushing for the championship. They made that championship. There it is, and it's it's, it's going to be the same thing once the Sixers win. So, why you should be interested right now? That's it, guys. The passion, the love, the sport. Get in there. Cool. I dig it. <laughs> uh, you know, we have a, 
so we have one more question that we wanted to, to kind of talk with you guys about. Uh, the question we received was uh, how to handle lying in a friendship and uh, building the friendship back up afterwards, like how to move on, how to move through it, um, how to qualify the the relationship for, you know, it's redemption and, and kind of stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I mean, like, I think in any friendship or, or relationship in, in it of itself, lying is 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 rough specifically when when someone's caught in one mm-hmm. right when they're caught in a lie um because it kind of breaks a level of trust you know that that maybe you for sure had prior to that moment um no matter how kind of you know and obviously there are different calibers of lies mm-hmm. there are lies that are you know you know considered white lies that are more of just like a you know you might be just like over um you know throwing a little extra drama on the story from the weekend versus like actually saying something that's hurtful um uh, if it were to be found out if it wasn't true and i i think it's important to when when dealing with those kind of scenarios because obviously they suck but like i think it's important to to recognize that you know if that other person that is is like a longtime friend of yours and you maybe caught them in that lie I think at first, like, although it, 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 it might feel like a pretty big bummer once you realized it, um, it's important to remember that like that person lied to you for some other reason. Like there's something maybe that they, that they're dealing with on their end that they felt that they had to do that, or they felt like that was their, that that, that was the option they had to make for some reason, maybe to keep themselves safe or to keep themselves, you know, maybe to keep try, trying to do something. Uh, there was some motive usually. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I sometimes think it's more important to focus on the motives of of the lie versus like feeling hurt that you were lied to in the first place. Maybe. Yeah. Um, to, it's definitely it's definitely a tough subject. To piggyback off of Mike, you know, it's 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 never cool. Like I I, I hang out with like a group of eight guys. Um, so you know, us growing up together, there's there's been lying. It is what it is. But um, with with what Mike said, I would say a lot of the times it's it's not. I would say lying most of the time is never to hurt somebody intentionally. They're either trying to make two parties happy or they're trying to make you happy or, try, or trying to do something. You know what I mean? Unless it's intentional as far as they blatantly did something and they're scared they're going to hurt you or hurt themselves. Either way. Um, like I'll, I'll give a couple, like I'll give a scenario cause I like to give, you know, I like to be transparent. Me and Mike like to be transparent with you guys. Um, one big quote that was recently I found on TikTok from Mike Tyson was, you know, he was talking to this rapper and a lot of rappers have that ego and that type of like, oh, like, I don't mess with that person. I dropped him, blah, blah, blah. And Mike was like, why? And he was like, because, you know, he did me dirty. He did this, blah, blah. He's like, I forgave everyone in my life. And he's like, why would you forgive somebody? He's like, the moment you start to hate someone, you start to not forgive them. Um, you, you start to drop them or something else like that. That's when they gain control over you. And that's when they changed who you are. Um, whether, you know, you're the happiest person in the world, this happens to you, and then you end up switching the script where you can't trust anybody and whatever else like that. You should find it in yourself to forgive that person, but not forget what they've done. Whatever they've lied to or done something like that, that's a part of their nature. You know they do that. So in you knowing they do that, avoid those situations. Um, for me, uh, I remember in college, I was going on spring break. My friend was telling me, like, yo, I got this place for you guys. Like, I... You know, we got a timeshare. We got all this. We can go to Disney World. Uh, we were going to Miami or whatever uh, or something like that. Or, or no, we were going to Orlando. And then that's because we were going there because of the timeshare and everything else like that. 
like we we kept me and my friend kept getting this subtle vibe that he wasn't holding up his end of the deal so you know like a week before we went we literally went to his house sat him down i said listen and he he's tend to lie in the past and you know us getting older you got to confront these things especially with your friends if you love them don't let them continue to do this talk to them i sat him down i said listen i'm gonna need you to be straight up with us no bull crap keep it you know right here we're men there's no reason for you to keep lying because now i was like you're gonna make me more upset if we if we book all this stuff and we're saying we do all this stuff and we get to the day and we don't go and I've already saved up all this money. I've worked all this extra hours and I busted my behind to do this and you back out and we don't have a place to stay. I'm going to be more upset with you than you just being up, like up front with me right now. And he was up front with me and he was like, you know, um, I, yeah, I can't go. I don't, we don't have the timeshare anymore. We don't have this and blah, blah. And I was like, why didn't you tell us this like a month ago? You know, and that's him with fear of letting us down and everything else. Like, that. I'm like, listen, you're my friend. I was like, now you're making me more upset because you dragged this out instead of just, you know, bringing it straight to my face and, and just letting me know what it was, you know, I, I know now where that's who he is. I forgave him, but that's who he is. He gets a little hype. He wants to say he has everything, blah, blah, blah. But I know now from going forward, if there's ever a trip and he says, I have somewhere to stay, I will say to him, nah, I'm going to get my own place. Regardless of him saying like, oh, we could all, nah, I'm going to find the place. You can stay with me, but I'm finding the place. You're not finding the place to stay. So I, I never let that get to me. Um, he was a good, he's a good friend of mine, still is, you know, um, and whether he, he was lying before, but since that time, he stopped lying to me because he sure. realized I'm going to confront him. So, you know, it's, it's a tricky thing. Now, I'm not saying don't like if somebody cheats on you with your, your boy and like they, they lie about that, you know, but if it's been a lifelong friend, you know, life's hard. People change. People go through stuff. They might not always be like that. If, if, if it was one time thing, I, I personally think, you know, take some time to yourself. If you can find yourself to forgive them, forgive them. Talk to them about why they lied. What happened, you know? Yeah. Like, I think what's important, again, like, kind of like exactly what you're saying, is that, like, I don't know. Like, we everyone does does shitty things sometimes. Yep. And, you know, we no one's perfect. Every, everyone, you know, no one's uh, a complete saint. There's always been someone that said something or lied about something at one point or another to somebody or mm -hmm. in any situation. And I think it's important to, rem to just to think back to like those motives, like as to why they did it. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes, like you said, like sometimes someone's going to lie just because they don't want to let you down. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes they're going to tell you something that like, just because they know that's what you want to hear. And for, and, and right now that's maybe the best thing to hear, even if it's, even if it's not true. And, you know, we all kind of walk around this world with like these invisible backpacks on. Right. And, you know, some people's backpacks are full of bricks. Whereas other people's are full of like, you know, like nothing or, or like a, like, or something really easy or like, or just a bunch of styrofoam, but like something, you know what I mean? Like, like there's no heavy and you never know what someone else is carrying around is kind of what I'm saying. Like, you don't know how heavy, whatever they have going on that they got to carry around with them, even though they might, they might, you know, be there every day. They might, you know, inter engage with you, play games with you, do whatever with you, be your friend or, or just maybe their coworker or whoever, yep. you know, you never really know what's going on with them if, if they haven't ever like really been up, up front with you about that kind of stuff and so sometimes people do like lie you know and it's, sometimes it's out of self-preservation sometimes it's because they 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 have something that they're going on they're doing dealing with themselves maybe it's insecurities and they don't want you to know something or they want you to believe something different mm -hmm. um and i think it's just important to always remember that 
even if it's a even if it was wrong for them someone to do something like that mm-hmm. um there's usually a greater motive um yeah. and you know sometimes maybe it's 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 moments like that that maybe can really fortify a relationship when you can really break those walls down because mm-hmm. if the relationship's strong enough to be able to have a strong conversation be like yeah. you know kind of get it out in the open it's like look i'm like i caught you in a lie and like we're just going to deal with this now like like um like and we can we can we can build from this or you know we can decide that this is just isn't gonna we can't be friends if you if we can't trust each other because you got to have trust right like and trust something that's a mutual agreement you can't trust someone that doesn't trust you like that that doesn't make any sense yeah if you Um, also if you know that person like i yeah there's a lot of kind hearted like i know if i lied to mike and mike called me in a lie i guarantee you i'd probably beat myself up more than mike's mad at me i'm telling you right now because I know Mike's a genuine dude. I care about Mike a lot. So I, I would be upset with myself that I got us into that situation. So a lot of people are like that. Um, if you yeah. know that person, you know that friend, and you know that's how they feel with everything, then, you know, it, it, I would say sit down and have a conversation. Now, if you know they're cold-hearted and they just don't give a F, then, yeah, I would say it's yeah. times. Qualify it, right? Like, sometimes it may, maybe it's the, it's the red flag you never knew you needed. Mm-hmm. And, may, and maybe it's just like, you know what? Like this isn't like this isn't worth like like this isn't worth it, mm-hmm. and like and even though that's not necessarily you know the, answering the question of building the friendship back up, it's it's also allowing yourself like a, a, a your own check for your own mental health because it's like if you've just discovered that this person that maybe you've been engaging with or associating with or, or befriending mm-hmm. is actually not being truthful with you, you know you have to be your own best friend at the end of the day and remind yourself that like, you know, some people you know, are going to do the things they want to do. Yep. And, and some people choose to think of others before they do. And some people just choose what they want to do and they don't care who it, it bothers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's a shame when that's the case, but uh, I, I think that there, there's so much value in, in working through it if possible, because it can really, build a foundation of trust where it's no longer assumed mm-hmm. it's like okay we we are on the same page now we understand mm-hmm. uh we can get we can get through something like that uh, yeah i mean yeah. to to even like close it out on that like like mike's saying now that it's just like it's kind of I, there's no even example i can give you i'm just going to give it to you straight out if this person lies to you um say like my friend he lied to me about Thing. He's lied multiple times before, but we've just never addressed it because that's just the type of guy he is. Eventually, like when I got older, I don't care anymore. I'm just gonna call you out. Like if you're like Dave, I hooked up with this girl last night. Like no, you didn't. I'm like how do you know? Because she was hanging with me and my friends. So why are you lying about it? Then we're gonna address it. So at that point, like he was lying about the place. I confronted him. From there on in, it's not so awkward now. When he if he lies or something, I'm just gonna be like, why are you lying? And he'll probably be like, you know what? Me and David have had a conversation before. I'll be like, you know what? My bad, Dave. I didn't mean to lie. I'm actually going to Target down the street to pick up some Pokemon cards. I didn't invite you because I wanted it all for myself. Like, all right, well, now I know you're selfish, so that's cool. At least you told me what's going on. You know what I mean? So, like, once you break those type of things, then then it gets a little easier. And your friend, like Mike said, your friendship will grow. And that's how you build it back up because you can call each other out on your own crap pretty much. Um, Sure. and, And figure out what's going on. Yeah, Dude, absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, hey, you know, we 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 promised from the get-go that if you guys were going to give us questions or topics, we were going to we were going to be honest and and try to give our best yep. 
advice, input, opinions about it. Hey, we are not experts. You know, we are not responsible for anyone. Um, you know, do not take our advice. It's probably usually bad advice, but you know, just it's just you know, we 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 just vowed that we were going to answer to the best of our ability. Try to have have a have a you know a humble conversation about it. And me and Mike um, have been through a lot, so I, I will yeah, say we, we, we're not. We experts, got some things we can, but we got a little history in it, so we'll try and give you our our uh, advice for what we went through. So, so definitely just keep an eye out. We, you know, we'll be uh, posting more requests uh, uh, a little bit closer to the next time we're going to be uh, recording. Yep. Uh, you know, we'd love to get your questions on the show. Um, but for that being said, gang, um, you know, we've had we've we've been through a lot today. You know, we <laughs> I told you all about my debacles with my clogging. You know, I found out that I might be a, a low key plumber. Um, you know, I can I can I can learn some things. My dad. Um, an absolute uh, wizard with tools mm -hmm. taught me some crazy cool stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we dove directly um, into a pretty detailed uh, conversation about, uh, you know, WandaVision, uh, you know, the MCU as a general, the multiverse. Um, my, we, I kind of got a little berated about Pokemon cards about, you know, because uh, I didn't know how good of a, uh, of a selection I had come across. Up. Hey man, it, it it's gonna sting for a while, I guess. But um, but hey, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Are you into Pokemon? Did, did, you know, did you like Wandavision? Let us know. You can um, you can tweet at us um, at pot pod humble p o d humble. Um, that'll hit us on Twitter. Um, but you know, gang. So and as always, we wrapped it up with some actual submitted uh, listener questions about you know. Yeah, about why you guys should be interested in the 76ers and what you should do about a friendship um, with lying and, and uh, the values of, of working through it, building it back up. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you to everyone for joining us for episode eight of the Humble Threads podcast. As always, um, you can find me, uh, Michael Hart, on most platforms at Kingpin Caribou. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Throw Lab. Um, Graves, uh, where can the where can the good people find you? Guys, you know, you can probably type in my find my name, my find. You can type in my name, David Graves, usually anywhere and finding stuff. Um, on Instagram, it's usually King Graves. Um, on YouTube, it's King Graves Gaming. Same as TikTok. I, I definitely be putting some new stuff out on there. Also, pay attention to my Instagram, King Graves, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna be having some clothes coming out soon. So get ready for that, guys. Let's go. That's awesome. That being said, guys, it's been fun, Mike. Eh, I, I, I just this was a great episode, guys. But I, I can't wait yeah. for the next one. And thank you. I guarantee you, by the time this is out, we're gonna be at two hundred listeners. But love you guys. Stay